You're listening to the Inner Shift Podcast, wisdom teachings to inspire and awaken. I'm Emily Perry, and welcome to the show. Feeling stuck or uninspired? Head to emilyperryyoga.com and grab your free guidebook. Welcome back to the Inner Shift Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Perry. Today's episode is Find Your Center, Find Your Flow. And I don't know about you, but I've had these times where things have been happening in my life and I feel like I just keep hitting all these rough edges or I feel blocked or I feel like no matter what I do, it's just not working. And I find when I'm in those situations or those moments happen, it's usually because I'm not really tuned in. I'm not really moving from this place of um, inner intuition or connection. And that makes all the difference often in my life. And so today's episode, Find Your Center, Find Your Flow, is designed to maybe help you find more of that center of gravity, that center of being, and moving from that place and making decisions from that place. And hopefully it creates more flow for you. So when we're not moving from our inner center, we're not really using our inner guide that's in alignment with what we're looking to create. Often we get this mental override that's happening. So the idea in yoga, there's this term manos, which means mind, but it also means heart. And so it means heart mind. And when we come from the place of heart mind, it's a much more centered and authentic place to move from. And it's informed by not just our our intellect and what we think should happen, but also our intuition, our inner knowing, that inner guide. And so ideally, when we start to move from this place, we start to feel like we're more in a flow state in our life. So today, I just wanted to talk about changing our center of being, our center of gravity, so that we can move from a place of wholeheartedness, right? This place of manos, from our inner compass of intuition instead of just the chatter of the mind and or the energetic confusion we might find ourselves in. Sometimes we're in this kind of tug of war, right? This push and this pull. And so beginning with this idea of really beginning with seeing clearly, what we call vidya, right? A place of seeing the truth. And we can see things as they are when we view things from this place of vidya, of clear seeing. In Sanskrit, this word is dristi, right? The clear, true dristi. There's this great quote from Michael Stone, yoga begins with a gesture of a gentle bow in service to the present moment. And that's where vidya starts. It starts in the present moment. It starts with becoming present to the now. And this gentle bow towards the present allows us to really see. So instead of being in the discourse of our mind, right, the story in our mind, the places that we're going off to in our mind, our little daydreams, instead of all that, just coming back to the present moment. And we can begin to discern the path that we're going to take because we're really seeing We're not having to move through layers of fog and confusion and these storylines that we tend to generate for ourselves. So coming back to the present moment starts with the breath. 
And it starts with just making that decision to be here now, right? So coming back to the present. So the mantra for this, the term or the affirmation that you can use is what is happening now? What is before me? So if you find yourself in this kind of journey where you're trying to come back to um, your center of being, we begin with what's happening now. What is before me? If we're hooked by our old stories, if we're telling ourselves stories that have nothing to do with reality, just come back to the now. Okay, what's happening now? What is before me? And you can literally look around yourself and see what is literally before you, if that helps. You really kind of ground into the present. Because often we get into these emotional, physical, visceral reactions to things that aren't even happening. They're all in our mind. And so just, you know, what is happening now? What is before me? Come back to your breath. Let that be your guide. And then once we're in this place, we can move from a place of interconnectedness. There's this idea that there is this web of energy connecting us all, connecting our actions and our intuition. It's this river of support, this unseen river of support. Like Saraswati, this hidden river, uh, a river mentioned in the Vedas in um, these ancient Indian texts. And there's this idea that we are fully supported and connected. When we move from connection, we also stay connected to the greater whole of who we are. Does that make sense? So if we move from this place of connection, it keeps us connected as well. Because once we make that kind of division, once we're not moving from heart-mind and we're moving just from mind, we're leaving part of ourselves behind. And so if we can start and initiate action from connection then we can stay connected in a much more seamless, um, authentic way. This hidden river, the Saraswati River, is mentioned in the Vedic texts, as I mentioned. Um, And in fact, the great Devi Saraswati was named after this river. She is the one who flows in the essence of being. She's a creative muse. And this energy of being connected to cosmic consciousness and the flow of the universe And so when I forget or I feel unsupported, I work with the energy of Saraswati and I try to stay connected to the idea that I am supported by the seen and unseen in all of my endeavors. The mantra to work with Saraswati is Om Aim Saraswataye Namaha. Om Aim Saraswataye Namaha. Om, which is a great pranava, that great invocation, the primordial sound and immortal sound of Om. Aim is a seed mantra for Saraswati. It's her seed syllable, so it calls on her into being. Saraswati, you know, again, mentioning Saraswati. And then also uh, Namaha, which is like I bow. I bow into this great energy so that I might tap in and connect Another thing you can say to yourself as well is, you know, how am I being supported here? So we come to the present, what's happening now, what is before me? And then we can ask ourselves, like, how am I being supported here? Because often there's so much hidden support that we're not seeing or recognizing or acknowledging. And so taking that moment to feel that support, even if it's just like the earth beneath your feet, 
even if it's just being supported by your inhale and your exhale, like just start with that, start with the basics, the foundation, and then see how the support starts to show up for you. Once we start looking, it all starts to, to bloom open. And then from here, from this place of interconnectedness, we can start moving from the center of our being, this place of embodiment instead of disembodiment. So as we start to think of heart-mind, we can start thinking of, okay, feeling into the body, really feeling into, okay, what am I feeling here? I'm feeling hot, I'm feeling warm. Like, what is my body telling me? What is the, the physical incarnation of my life showing me in this moment? What information does that have for me? When we really start to tap into our physical reactions and our emotional reactions to situations and to moments, it helps us tap into what we call like the inner yes. So if I'm getting an inner yes from my body, I can tell that I'm on the right track. But if I'm getting the inner no, then I know maybe I should reconsider, pull back, take a moment, take the broader view and, and see if we're moving in the right direction or if maybe the tools I'm using need to change or maybe I need to create a, a shift right? Or I need to pivot whatever I'm doing in a new direction. So discovering your inner yes is, is really simple. You can just take a moment here. We can close our eyes and feel into an experience that has brought you so much joy and makes you internally just want to scream, yes, you can take a moment now, if you like, just to close your eyes and feel into that experience. Do you have a moment in your life where you felt that? And then feeling into your body, like what does that feel like physically in your body, that inner yes? And then allowing those feelings, that physical sensation, the emotion, to be your signal that you're getting a yes. And so if you're asking yourself other questions in the future, you can use that as a, a template around which to work, right? A little guidepost, like, am I, am I more yes on this? Am I more no? Do I need to ask more questions? Do I need to um, dive in a little bit more? Kind of gives you that, that sense of, of where to go from there. So as we start to move from the center of our being, we can start to think of, you know, what am I feeling here? Feel into your body. You're in your breath. You're looking at what's happening now. Now we can really start to see, what am I feeling here? And then from here, I like to think of effort versus surrender. And in the West, we have this idea that surrender means giving up. In this concept of surrender, we're actually stepping more into like the flow. So we're surrendering to the flow, that, that hidden river of consciousness, right? Saraswati, that river that carries us. And so sometimes we're fighting the current and it's in the fight of the current, that struggle, that we create the suffering in our lives, right? The dukkha, as they say. Um, we start to create that dissatisfaction because we're, we're kind of, you know, going against the stream in so many ways. And so one cl uh, clue for me that I'm not moving from my inner center point, from this locus of being, from this um, center that is connected, is that the choices I'm making seem to be so full of resistance and effort and 
push. Like, I feel like I'm just, I'm having to, it's like push this great rock up the hill. And there are times where we have to put effort in, you know, there are times when it's really worth it in our lives to make things happen. And we have to, we have to really get organized and and, and do some work. I'm not saying not to do work, but um, when you start to get this feeling of unease behind it, where there's just like, God, why is this not working? That's a good, a really good clue that maybe you're in this place of resistance instead of surrender. And maybe the effort can be aligned in a certain way so that there's more ease. Effort will bring you more results because you are in flow and you're not in this place of resistance so much. So can we change the way we're placing our effort so there is less effort more ease or use our effort in a way that is not just going against the stream. So there's a bit of surrender there. Another thing I will look at as well is if I'm, if I'm in this place where I feel like I'm hitting just like roadblock after roadblock as I'll imagine letting go of that project or event or that trip or whatever it happens to be. And then I tune in to how I feel. Do I feel more free? I mean, if not, then I start to look at it and see, like, how can I be more in harmony with it? What is being asked of me here? So you can ask yourself that. What is being asked of me here? And if I feel more free (laughs) when I let it go, then I ask, like, can I let it go? And if I can't, can I stay with it and work with it and shift my approach? So maybe I'm a little bit more in this place of surrender a little bit less resistance, a little bit more ease. Can I can I work with it? Can I create a shift within myself or shift within the project? Sometimes it's a small shift that will create the big change. So if we shift the space from which we move through the world, we tend to, you know, be led in more and more of this direction of flow. And we find ourselves less and less in these spaces of conflict and regret and Um, frustration. And we also find ourselves making decisions that are a little bit more in alignment with the flow. And so we start to naturally make decisions from this inner yes, and less from this place of conflict, again, and confusion. So I'd love to hear how you are making this inner shift how you are, you know, starting with what's happening now, what is before me, how you are moving into this idea of, okay, how am I supported here? And then shifting into, you know, what am I feeling right now? What am I feeling here in this moment? What is being asked of me? I love to hear how things are flowing for you. So feel free to head over to innershiftpodcast.com and uh, leave a message in this episode. I also want to mention a few upcoming events and immersions that I have happening coming up in 2018. Teacher trainings for yoga are not just for people who want to teach yoga, but want to dive really deeply and immerse themselves in this beautiful practice. And so I have a Bali training coming up April 1 through 22, 2018. I also have one in Costa Rica, late July, early August, 2018. And so you can head to emilyperryyoga.com slash YTT to find out more information. 
I know there'll be so many of you joining us and we are so thrilled to, be, to um, have people coming from all over the world to share these practices of yoga together. We really take a moment to gather, um, take time out of our life. We pause the, the busyness of the world and we come together for a few weeks in honor of not only just our own hearts, but this practice of yoga and the ways that we can share yoga in the world. It might look like being a yoga teacher in a studio, but it could also look like, you know, weaving your yoga into the the dharma or the the work that you're doing in the world. That might not look like physical yoga, but it is yoga in its own way. So, so many people are joining us from Europe, from Asia, um, Australia, New Zealand. We are so thrilled to have everyone joining us. And so I love it if you would be a part of that crew. Feel free to, again, head over to emilyperryyoga.com for more information. And don't forget, you can always head over to our podcast page, innershiftpodcast.com, and see all the episodes. Subscribe on iTunes. I would love it if you could leave a review. That really helps other people find this podcast. And I will talk to you soon. Take care. Namaste. Be well.